Hello and welcome to Sleeve Notes by the Lunar Collective. This is the podcast where we sit down with your favourite musicians to get the behind the scenes on their music, life and everything in between. Today we are interviewing the wonderful Camden Cox, who makes incredible euphoric dance music. Cox grew up in a musical family and since she started releasing music in 2016, she has now supported Ellie Golding on tour, worked with some of the biggest names in dance music and written for some of the biggest names in dance music. On this episode, we talk about her biggest inspirations, some life-changing setbacks she's experienced, how she finally started DJing, and so much more. I won't keep you for long, so let's dive right into the episode with the wonderful Camden Cox. Enjoy! Hello! Hi! How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How's everything? What are you up to at the moment? Fill us in. I'm really good. I'm just about to leave the studio, so I've just been gearing myself up to go. Just doing a lot of studio sessions at the moment and gigging as well. So yeah, loads of good stuff. That's exciting. How's studio going? Is it is it exciting, daunting, productive? Really productive, really exciting. I'm working with like a lot of kind of consistent people that I work with a lot on my own project, but I'm also working with a lot of new people writing for writing for different people and different projects as well as my own stuff. So it's nice, quite versatile. I want to start by taking it back a little bit because um, I've been been doing my research and you grew up in yeah. quite a musical family, didn't you? Yeah, I did actually. My dad, um, my dad's a musician. He's a drummer. And my mum, my mum isn't actually a musician, but she was a, a drum and bass promoter. So do you think that kind of growing up in that musical family impacted or influenced your music today? Was it kind of influential in going, actually, I kind of want to do that? Yeah, absolutely. I think going out and watching my dad do his gigs um, in his bands and stuff was really inspiring. And it just, I always wanted to be on stage. So, And what were you listening to growing up? I was listening to a lot of drum and bass, which is hilarious, and like electronic music because my mum would always be blasting drum and bass through the house. So, um, as obviously she was a promoter, so I would, I just kind of got embedded into that world, like that electronic, those electronic sonics, and just, just kind of fell into it very naturally. I love that. Were there any people in particular that you sort of grew up listening to over and over? Yeah, and um, my mum listened to a lot of like prodigy and pendulum so they were like they were played a lot in my house has creating music always been the sort of end goal or were there other dreams along the way or was it kind of always I want to follow my kind of parents and do this it was always I always wanted to do music always um I wasn't sure how to write at first so I, I started by singing but then then I moved into writing and yeah my world kind of opened up do you kind of still love singing in the same way that you did before? Because obviously you've got all of these other disciplines now. You're DJing and songwriting, but do you still kind of have that same love for singing? Or is it kind of, do you find that everything kind of takes your interest? Well, I I still have the same love for singing, but I, I'm more scared of singing than I used to be because I, I damaged my voice once. Um, which I haven't told many people, but I ended up um, having to have surgery on my vocals um, because wow. I had I had nodules, which really kind of spurred me on to, you know, broaden my horizon a little bit because I, I realised that the voice is actually very delicate and 
to put all your eggs into one basket is is quite tricky. So being a dance artist, I it was a natural progression to add the DJ into my skill set, and it also take it took the pressure off off singing as well. You know, now that I can do both. That must have been so daunting. What was what was that like at the time when you sort of got that news? Honestly, the scariest thing I've ever been through, like as a singer, to kind of have your skill taken away from you like that was was a really, really rough time. But I guess I just picked myself back up and I was so determined that I wasn't going to let it kind of, you know, change my career or like end anything for me. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you have a slightly different relationship with performing now because of that? Uh, not necessarily with performing, but I, I have a slightly different relationship with my with my voice for sure. Like it's just um, it just changed it changed some of the techniques in my voice and stuff. I have to be more careful. After like vocal health has to be really kind of vocal health is really important. Um, so yeah, I just have to be really careful now and just make sure because I'm I'm just scared of it. I always get scared of it happening again. I think it's every singer's worst nightmare. Like Adele's been through it. Jess Glynn's been through it. Like some of the best singers have been through it, and it's just about it's just about picking it back up and and like having the best vocal health possible afterwards yeah do you think that was kind of the key thing you learned from that was oh my god I need to look after my voice now more or were there kind of other big lessons because that's such a curveball to your career you know you're on the way up bam yeah um I mean the main lesson was just to like yeah it's just vocal health really and because you so a lot of people use their voice, you know, irresponsibly, whether that's just shouting in clubs like on nights out or like smoking. And, you know, you just you just have to it's it's my instrument. So it's like taking your really expensive guitar and just going and throwing it in a river for no reason. Like it's just you just you have to be really careful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how have you found navigating the music industry in general because obviously you know the the issues with your voice are, are, were a huge challenge at the time but mm. how have you found sort of navigating the industry in general because obviously there's no set way to kind of make or create music or put your music out there and I imagine as an artist at any stage of your career that can be kind of frustrating and exciting the industry is just unpredictable to be honest I it's but I love I love it I absolutely love it. I love the fact that it's never, you know, the consistency is almost not there because it keeps it really exciting, keeps you on your toes. You never get complacent ever because you just don't ever know what to expect. So I just I just continue to work really hard and graft and I'm always looking for opportunities. I'm always, I love meeting new people, working with new people and just never getting comfortable basically. Do you ever kind of lose patience with it? Because, you know, having to work so hard constantly, 24 hours a day, taking every opportunity, all that sort of stuff. Do you ever sort of get a bit anxious and frustrated with it? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think we all do. It's like anxious is the word. It's like you just you can freak out sometimes like what what am I doing? Like if you have a bat like a a single that's just not reacting or whatever, and you just might like you might stop believing in yourself for a minute and then you just have to, it's really important to just remember why you're doing this and and would you do it? Could you see yourself doing anything else? Absolutely not. So you just get your head back down and deal with it basically. But it's it's so up and down and, you know, it does cause a lot of anxiety, but I guess that's the 
the beauty of it in a really twisted way. Yeah, because you need so much, I think, self-belief as an artist to sort of get up every morning, yeah. doing a lot of stuff off of you, off of your own back. Do you ever find that difficult? Because, I mean, everyone has days where they just have zero faith in themselves. So do you yeah. find that sort of be in charge of your own kind of career, I guess? Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, we're in charge of our own fate. We could just wake up one day and go, I'm not doing this anymore and walk away from it and no one could tell us that we can't but I just well I would never do that I do I you can get impatient sometimes but one of the biggest pieces of advice I've always said to anyone is patience like in this industry that's all you need it's just everything takes seems to take forever like responses from people building a song it's all it all getting a song out getting it mixed mastered, and ready to release it all takes a long time it's never it's never just quick so patience is just really important and and we and yeah I'm a human being so I have those days where I just get fed up but I the perks make it so special so um the pros always absolutely outweigh the cons which is why why is why I do what I do yeah, and what what is that kind of creative process looking like now? Obviously, you've kind of got your set; it needs to be mixed, it needs to be released, all that sort of stuff. But you mentioned being in the studio at the moment. So, what kind of does your creative process look like, or is it a process, or is it quite kind of random and a bit chaotic? No, it's def- there's definitely a process to it. I get in, I get in with like amazing uh, producers and co-writers, and we get in the studio, we usually start from scratch, um, just get get chords down and a bit of like some synths or some pads because obviously being an electronic artist, I write better to electronic sounds as opposed to like getting on the piano and doing it acoustically. It just doesn't inspire me as much. So you kind of start building a beat, I guess. And then I usually get straight on the microphone and, and start just singing random stuff. And it's a lot of the time it tends to write itself like, I think instinctually as a songwriter, you kind of know, like as soon as you hear the chords and you turn the mic on, you put the headphones on, you get into your own little world and you can start, you're just, your voice just takes you somewhere and it's, it's, it's always so random where it takes you, but it's, it, yeah, that's how I do it really. I, I just, I jam a lot. Do you ever get any writer's block? Cause I imagine as a songwriter, that must be very. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I think it's important just for work-life balance because if you're in studio like every single day, everything starts to sound the same. You might run out of ideas and like each song, you can't even tell the difference between the song you wrote yesterday and the song you wrote today. So it's important to like, I think doing it in, um, in oh, what's the word? Uh, where you just do something in small doses. I can't think what it's called. In moderation. So yeah, doing sessions and in moderation, I think is is the best way to do it basically so that you have time to inspire yourself in between, whether that's just taking a few days out, going and seeing things, doing things and just seeing friends, hanging out with people, like doing your hobbies. It's, you know, you have to allow yourself to the brain space to get inspired. And when you write, are you keeping, because obviously you're writing dance, electronic music. When you write, are you sort of keeping the club environment in mind or sort of dance culture in mind? Or do you just kind of write what you write, let it flow, and then sort of consider the audience after? I think it's a bit of both, really, because 
because it's so embedded in my blood, I guess. I do just write what I want to write, and it usually would work in that sense for the club environment. But now that I'm a DJ, I do consider it more like the culture. And I I imagine playing when I'm writing, I'm imagining playing it out into a club and whether I think it would react or not. Because you got into DJing later, didn't you? So how did you kind of, obviously, like you said before, it was kind of a natural progression in your genre, but did you, was that kind of an exciting challenge or was it a bit daunting to sort of get behind the decks for the first time? It was so scary, but I've always, I've always kind of known the ropes with DJing, but I've just never been, had the confidence because basically I'm a massive technophobe. Um, So the idea of like actually getting my head into it and, making it really part of my day-to-day life was really daunting and I was I was anxious about it but an opportunity came about where I got I got offered a gig because somebody thought I DJed and I just thought you know what now (laughs) so I I had like a, a couple of months to just try and perfect what I already knew about DJing and just really like get like I just practiced a lot I just really I just like completely cleared my diary and just practiced and and now I now I just yeah it feels so natural to me to do it so what's your relationship like to performing now because obviously you kind of built up these DJ skills and but I always imagine that performing kind of you know performing anything is quite can be quite daunting and a little bit anxiety inducing as much as it is enjoyable but do you feel how do what's your relationship to to performing like these days that's the thing of performing I absolutely love like I love being on the stage and just giving it my all and jumping around and I just get really lost in the music when I'm on stage I get I it's almost like the audience isn't there in a way like I I just feel like it's my world when I get on stage I just I just yeah it just kind of takes me away I guess and yeah that's my favorite part of it really is is getting to perform the tunes. Do you ever get nervous performing something for the first time because I imagine that's really exciting because you know you're getting to perform something you've created for the first time but also I imagine it to be quite nerve-wracking um yeah I guess so because I write a lot of songs so you have to really make sure you've learned the lyrics because (laughs) even though I wrote it a lot of people are like oh you should know the lyrics perfectly you wrote them and it's like yeah but when you write songs for a living I write for other people as well they're not, not even songs that I cut myself that other people might cut them so sometimes I just have to really make sure that I've like practiced the lyrics because yeah, you just, it's, it is quite scary performing something for the first time, but it's also really exciting because you get to see how it, how it reacts and if it, and like it makes you realize whether the song's kind of good enough or not. And you recently supported Ellie Golding in London. How was that? Was that kind of a big moment, a big pinch me moment? massively like I was really inspired by her growing up because she it she was the first female um electronic artist to kind of um it just made me realize that what I wanted to do was possible because I, I I grew up listening to Robin but and like she's a huge inspiration to me but she's a little bit more in the pop world but then when Ellie Golding came out she was doing huge dance features and um and when she really starry-eyed her first and her first album lights it was like so electronic and I thought and I was just like oh my god there's a female doing the kind of music that I want to do and it it just made me realize it was possible and I 
I absolutely like idolized her for it. So years later to get offered the gig, it was just insane because she she really spurred me on to do what I what I do anyway. So yeah, it was quite special. Did it feel a bit like a full circle moment then? Because obviously you've you've been listening to her from when you're young and then you're on stage supporting her. Yeah, and you know what the funny thing is as well is when I first moved to London to try and pursue a music career, I worked in catering and I actually had to look after Ellie in a VIP situation. <laughs> oh, and then, wow. um, yeah, so I was like her kind of, her, like her, that I was replenishing her waters and like making sure she had everything she needed in her dressing room and stuff like that. But we didn't speak, so she wouldn't have even known it was me. But obviously for me, I'm like, I've already met you, but I was just in a completely different situation in life. And that was back again. I was a huge fan of her then. I was a bit starstruck. I had to serve her. I was so nervous at the time. So it was such a full circle moment. I feel like being a supporting artist, you're kind of in a, a a bit of a liminal space. And do you feel like it's a big challenge to perform for an audience that isn't your own? Or do you sort of relish that opportunity? I, I relished it in this sense because I knew that I had a, a sneaky feeling that Ellie's fans would possibly like my music because it's like there's similarities in the set, in the sense of like the electronic kind of, vibes mine's heavier for sure and mine's definitely more club but um we've both got quite soft soft like floaty voices in a way and I just thought you know that that marriage of like heavier beats and like a soft delicate voice is like I guess what's beautiful about Ellie Golden so I I had a feeling that her fans might take to my music and they did so I, I just felt very welcomed by them and they they were really lovely I got a lot of like, you know, new kind of fans out of it, you know, lovely messages and people wanting to meet me after and stuff like that. So it was, it was really nice. That must be really rewarding to have kind of, because obviously you've got all the numbers on Spotify and on social media and that sort of thing, but to actually have people sort of approach you and chat to you, you know, is that a really rewarding moment? Yeah, completely. And there was there was a few people in the crowd that I could see that were singing along like every lyric to every one of my songs that were out. And I was like, cannot believe this is happening because obviously I, I don't, I've only recently started performing again because of obviously lockdown and stuff. I thought it was like quite difficult to get bookings after lockdown. And um so yeah, it is just numbers when you're looking them on Spotify and stuff like that. But when you see actual human beings singing along to a song, it, it makes you realise like, why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, and you mentioned lockdown there, and obviously lockdown was kind of a, a challenge for everyone, but I think especially for people in music. How did mm. lockdown sort of impact, you know, your music and your creative process? Because it was just a huge roadblock for any musician. I really took it in my stride because I... First of all, I always wanted to be able to produce my own vocals and get into production. Um, but I, I'm always so busy with the songwriting and stuff. So lockdown kind of forced me some time to do the things that were like on my bucket list. So I, I really took it on my stride. I know a lot of people struggled to do that, but for some reason I was lucky and I got quite motivated and I thought, now's the time. Like I've got all this time to stay at home. I can't go to the studio. I also hate not being busy. So I just was like, it's now or never and then I started to like um have a little look at into the DJing like 
in lockdown as well. So yeah, it was quite uh, um, productive for me. And you have a new single coming out called Gold. Please tell us all about it. <laughs> oh, honestly, it was. It's. I'm just so excited about this single. It's a slight development of sound for me. It, well, um, it's like ele- elevated from my previous sound. It's still very Camden Cox, but it's like faster and a bit bouncier, less dark. Um, because I, I there's something about not having the pressure of writing for me. I didn't write it with me in mind. I wrote it in the defected studio with um a producer called Bynon, and it was just the two of us. Uh, he's American and um. He's like amazing. He does a lot with like Cascade and LP Joby and some like amazing artists that I really look up to. So we just spent the whole day jamming out ideas and we we must have written like four songs in one day. And this was one of them basically. And we were just getting ideas down. We weren't writing full, full songs and like overthinking them. We were just kind of get this one in. How's it feel? Let's move on to another idea. And then we listened to them back few days later and that one just absolutely stood out and we were like wow didn't realize how good that was on the day and then played it to my team everyone was like we're not giving this away we're keeping this for you again I just didn't have anyone in mind when I wrote it I just was like I'm gonna write a sick sick vibe and and then yeah everyone was like we need to put this out so and I agreed I was like this is the next single and alongside your projects, you create these amazing music videos. I mean, I was watching the video for Elevator recently and it's so colourful and sort of steamy and hypnotic. Those must just be so much fun to film. So good. And it's just like, it's basically with the music videos, I have a really, I have a really big part in putting it all together because I have such a strong vision of what I want and what I it, what I imagine from, because I wrote the song, so... I think, right, what's the story behind the song? How do I, what do I see for like the the love interest involved and like what kind of person are they? What kind of like, what's aesthetic is going to really, um, you know, show off what the meaning behind the tune. So I I absolutely love that part of it. It's just putting the visuals to the the song and just bringing it to life. Like it's all in my imagination. So then when I get to bring it to life, it's, it's really it's an exciting moment. And what's it like being on set? Because obviously you're so used to being sort of in the studio, behind a mic, behind the decks, and then suddenly you're sort of in front of all of these cameras. Is that is that quite daunting or exciting? I think I thrive with all of that stuff. I think I think because I just, I, again, I think it's just because I absolutely know what I want it to look like. So when the cameras are on, I'm like, right, now's not the time to be shy, even though my <laughs> inner anxiety is like flipping out. And I, it's always at first, I'm always a little bit like stiff because I definitely get a little bit awkward, but the kind of, the there's like a self-motivation energy in my mind that takes over where I go, you snap into character right now and give, you know, um, let, let the watchers kind of understand what's what was going on in my head when I wrote the song and this is my opportunity to do that so I I really have to like snap into it if that makes sense do you find that you have to do that a lot sort of kind of go you know what I I'm a bit anxious right now but this is I need to prove myself and enjoy myself and there's a lot of people here and all that sort of stuff yeah I get I'm but I'm actually a massive introvert so I do freak out sometimes. I do actually suffer from anxiety and um, 
I get imposter syndrome sometimes. There's times when I've been on music video shoots and I've been really overwhelmed and I'm sat there thinking, there's no way they're all here for me, even though they are. And like all the film crew and like the production crew and the makeup artist, the hair hairstylist, the stylist, I'm just like, I actually can't believe these are all here for me to bring my music to life. And like, and I almost like sit back and think, there's no way, there's no way, like this can't be real. And and then it, I, I just have to like take it all in slowly and just like breathe through it and be like, they actually are here for me. Like believe in the, the project, like just go with it and just absolutely immerse yourself into it. How do you sort of work through that? Because I think, you know, obviously there will be people taking this in and who have anxiety themselves as being like, how in God's name does she get up on a stage in front of all those people and perform? Like, how how do you sort of try your best to work through that? I think it's just, it's experience, honestly. Like, I never used to be able to switch it off like I can now. It's like the build-up, like, when I was on the side of the stage waiting for Ellie, I could see out, out the front and it was completely packed, like, they filled the, the venue filled up within minutes of it, of the doors opening. I think because Ellie's fans are so loyal, they just all they all of them just swarmed in, just wanted to get their spot, and they just stayed in the same spot for the whole night. And I was like, oh my god, like I could just see this sea of faces. And the build up to it is worse than when you actually go out and press play. Like I was out out the side, like breathing so fast and just like flipping out and then as soon as you get out there it's like overwhelming then you you put the headphones on you press play and something happens where you just you have so much to concentrate on with the decks and like you're set and there's some I don't know you just get lost in it you get lost in the music it sounds really cliche but that's what happens <laughs> that's what happens to me yeah well one thing I did want to quickly touch on was social media because I think there's such a big, you know, pressure for artists nowadays to have a social media presence, go viral on TikTok, all that sort of stuff. Do you feel that pressure or are you sort of able to be like, this is my music, I'm going to make what I want and then it can sort of go where it wants? Or do you, you know, what's your relationship like to social media? Um, I definitely feel the pressure because you see people who are like so active and they're posting like seven TikToks a day and they're really good at it and and I'm just there like, oh, my God, I don't even know where to start with TikTok. But because I'm, I'm such a, a musician, like I don't the social media part of it sometimes can feel like a bit of a chore because it's just like you have to do it. But I don't necessarily want to because I just want to be in the studio and I just want to be out watching gigs and like getting inspired. But I don't want to be like sat at home again. I'm a technophobe. So why do I want to sit on my phone? <laughs> piecing a video together I'm not a video editor and I think with TikTok there's so much skill involved like um so I definitely feel the pressure but it's again it's just something I have to do like I think I find Instagram quite easy because I've had Instagram for a much longer time and like I love photos I love taking pictures I love posting pictures but it's the videos on TikTok and stuff like that that I definitely feel more pressure with but um I just try and keep it as authentic as possible I don't try and switch into like a character on TikTok or like just like change from musician to comedian I literally just try and just you know I keep it very very me which is either fashion based music based or like little snippets of my set so I just try and keep it as authentic as possible I think that's important because you want to let people into your world you don't want to you don't want to change yourself to like find fans you just want 
yeah I just yeah I think authenticity is really important do you find that more difficult though nowadays because I think you know everything's so saturated there's so many artists out there and that's kind of you know all vying for top spots and things like that do you do you find it difficult to kind of stay your authentic self um I personally don't find it difficult because I almost refuse to 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 like move with the what's popular in those moments like if there's a trend that that resonates with me like um I don't know whether a London Fashion Week thing or like how you've pieced an outfit together or how you can um you know how you can mash up an old school tune with one of your tunes like if it resonates with me and it's a trend then I'll jump on it but if it doesn't I just can't, I almost refuse to do it maybe I'm a little bit stubborn but <laughs> I, yeah I I just try and keep it real yeah exactly well that's all of the questions that I have for you this morning so Amazing. thank you very much for hopping on and talking to me this morning I've had a lovely time and it's been really really fascinating to talk to you Oh, thank you. It's been really nice to talk to you as well. Thanks. They were good questions. <laughs> thank you.